We are Michael and Brianna Porter, and this is the Intimacy is a Verb podcast, where we talk about healing, growing, and thriving in marriage. Hi guys, this is part two with Ryan and Sarah Estes. Be sure to go back and start at part one of their story. You can find us on Instagram at Intimacy is a Verb, or our website is intimacyisaverb.com. If you would take a second and leave us a five-star review, we would appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And either he said that or your dad said that nobody can fake it for six months. Uh I can't remember. But two months, anybody can put on their bootstraps and do a good job for two months, you know? And so it's like, oh, okay. And so we, um, we separated and I got, so I ended up living with friends down there. He ended up eventually moving in with some other friends. He was on your own for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. You sold your, you sold your, we were renting. (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah. So I moved out. Just like, let that go. I was able to let that go and move out. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of a, a situation where I wasn't going to stay around. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we want to go in detail there. (laughs) So, (laughs) Yeah, so you're in this six months separation. Yeah, is what um, I guess. What did the Lord teach you about your guys's? Well, I think our stories time? are probably going to be different for each of us mm-hmm. at this point, which is very important. Yes, very important. Yeah. So I can speak for only myself at this point. Um, I got very angry and bitter at God because He told me He was going to take mm-hmm. care of this. Yeah, but <laughs> I can see now. <laughs> he told you trust Him. <laughs> I, he told me to trust Him, and so through this process, which is amazingly beautiful, um, God really showed me my brokenness and how ugly and sinful and broken I was, and how desperately I needed Him. And He also showed me my massive fear of failure and my, I mean, not just with Ryan. I mean, this is like previous boyfriends and stuff. Like I sought out relationship to affirm me. Um, my worth came from my strength, what I could do, um, how I looked, you know, all those things. So him, you know, having an affair, I mean, shook that because Mm -hmm. that to me was all I had was, and I, and I had lifted up my husband into a place of an idol. You know, mm-hmm. he was my hope. He was my security. He was my significance. He was my everything. What do I have now? You know, mm-hmm. and God was showing me in his grace and his love and his patience for me um, that he was my, my true love, that he was enough. Um, so through counseling and through group, which was so good and so hard, um, you know, let's see, I don't want to get jump ahead too far, but the emotions were insane. I mean, there's, there would be a week or two that'd be okay. It was just like a, a super steep roller coaster. Like the beginning of a roller coaster was like that over and over and over again. So it wasn't just mm-hmm. like these little ups and downs. It <laughs> yeah. was the severe, it was almost like processing the stages of grief. Like you'd be angry and then you'd be I don't know, sad. Denial. Oh, denial. I mean, mm-hmm. you really go through all these these processes. I personally had to separate. I realized just how distracted I was from the Lord. 
with Ryan. So I was so focused on him and like what I was trying to control in him and fix that I was not focusing on the Lord. So, so really that separation was key for my own healing and, Mm -hmm. and, and health and movement forward in this journey. Um, it was, and it was a pretty strict time where, I mean, we didn't talk on the phone, we didn't text, um, we didn't do anything together. We had scheduled meetings like yeah. once a week where I got to see Raina or... Yep. Yeah. It was intense. Um, I... Let's see. And then... Why? So, I just have a question. Yes. I, I'm thinking for some people who might be listening, like, that, that might... Some people may say, like, that's really strict or that's... Extreme. Extreme. Yeah. Um... Because why? Yeah. No, go ahead. Why do you think that was necessary and beneficial mm-hmm. for it to be so extreme? What gift was that to you? Let's see if I can put it into words. For me, okay. I I won. I realized just how sick I was. I mean, it was almost like he was my temptation, and mm-hmm. I had to take him out. And I was so controlling and I was so consumed with fixing him because he was my source of hope and security. I had to remove him. I had, I mean, he even in the beginning was texting me, texting me things I had always wanted to hear. Hmm. And I felt, I still remember the restaurant I was in. I still remember the friends I was with. I mean, this is like January early, first Mm -hmm. 10 days of January and we were separated and I felt the Holy Spirit. I mean, he was so clear. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I did not want to obey. But mm-hmm. there were times I had followed along and, and the Holy Spirit was like, this is not okay. I'm talking like strict. And so mm-hmm. I remember texting you and I felt like I was for sure pushing any chance of our marriage working out over a cliff mm-hmm. by telling him, I, you cannot text me. I will text you when something needs to happen or you need to come get our daughter or something, mm-hmm. but do not text me. And I know that was brutal for me. It was scary. Um, cause I wanted to hold on to any thread mm-hmm. I could of hope that our marriage was going to work. And mm-hmm. I felt the Holy spirit honestly guiding every single decision. It, I mean, I lost a lot of friends and I, and the couple friends that understood, I mean, our relationships deepened through this, but I lost a lot too, that just couldn't believe the choices or this that I was doing. But mm-hmm. like the Holy Spirit was so clear that I was like, well, either I'm going to obey the opinion of others or I'm going to follow along with what the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and that's where I want to be, even though this mm-hmm. sucks. Like this is painful. Mm-hmm. So for me, the separation was for my own health and well being. I was so distracted with Ryan and mm-hmm. I had to take that distraction out for me to even get a glimpse mm-hmm. of God. And then, second, um, for me to just work on my own health at the time, I guess it's kind of the same thing going to group, going to counseling, and just being able to wrestle freely. Oh, yeah. And I was so codependent, sickly codependent. So I I needed the freedom to be with the Lord, to confide in Him, to yell, to scream, to whatever with God, with without concern, like, are we okay today? Are we not okay? How's Ryan's health? What's he doing? Is he reading the Bible? Is he doing this? Is he going to his, I mean, that's where I was so consumed mm-hmm. and it was just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I need to let go because his journey is his responsibility and that's it. And my journey was my responsibility and that's it. 
It reminds me a little bit, which obviously all analogies break down. So mm-hmm. it doesn't, you can't follow it too far, but it reminds me of like, um, like any type of addict, let's say it's alcoholism, an alcoholic trying to say, I'm going to get sober while being in a bar versus like, no, I'm going to lock myself up in rehab. And there's not even a chance that I'm going to be able to even take a drink because I know that the temptation is too strong. Yep. So the codependency, it's like, yeah. if he's in the room, I'm going to fail. Yep. I know it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I will also like to say too, I, you were getting guidance and help and direction, right? Because you were still meeting with Russell. Yeah. Still and going to group. Going to counseling mm-hmm. and group. So like you weren't separating yourself from people no. and then just choosing like, this is what I think is best. Like you were getting guidance yes. along the way, you which I think it is was, really yeah. important. You were, yes. you were choosing your marriage, but yes. you knew that this is how you, the only way it would survive. I had to, I knew I needed help but I mm-hmm. could not look at my husband while I was getting that yep. help. Mm-hmm. I literally had to do tunnel vision mm-hmm. for it's myself. It's like trying to run a race a marathon with yeah. a weighted vest. I mean, that's just like, <laughs> I'm not saying you were a weighted vest, right? Yeah. I, I was had, a weighted vest. You were weighted. I was. I would say he's like a ball 260 pounds stud weighted vest. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, I, I don't think Sarah knew at that time, like, this is what I need. I need mm-hmm. it. I, I think no. it's exactly the opposite of what you want. And f- yep. from, what we've uh, the Lord's given us just the opportunity and and been gracious enough to allow us to be involved with so many different couples after we've walked through this that from from what I can tell it, it seems like a lot of the the wives that are you know have been uh, cheated on <laughs> are very reluctant to put space between mm-hmm. um and uh well, because I, it, I, I think I think that if you would have just followed what you wanted, you would have kept us together. But God knew for us what we needed. Right. And um, every story is totally different, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what I have had women ask, well, what, I sh- what do I need to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, you really need to ask the Lord for guidance. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew Ryan and he knew, he knew me. Like, mm-hmm. he knew what I needed mm-hmm. to really get healthy here. Right. And same with Ryan. Even though right. we didn't know that's what was going on. Right. And, and I really did. I mean, separating, I really felt like I was cutting strings off of any chance of our marriage working because I was letting go of control. Right. I was letting go of control of my spouse, of mm-hmm. what control I had. It was such, it was so, such a facade. It was my idol. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, opening the journey workbook, which is the workbook we'd go through in the spouse group. And it was by Melissa Haas. And I was super excited. This was like within the first week of January. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so good at Bible studies. This is great. It's my control world, right? It's coming back to like, I'll get an A. Yeah. (laughs) And the, (laughs) and the first question she asks is, is what did she say? Is God still good if your marriage does if your husband doesn't get better? And I was fuming. I closed that book and was like, this is not what I wanted. No, like this is not the Bible study I want to do. I was so angry and I just lost it and I was just in despair. And again, Jesus met me so graciously and he gave me this visual. I'll never forget. Just hope I don't start crying and blubbering all over your microphone. Um I remember that the chair I was sitting in, it was at my friend's house, you know, my daughter's asleep and he gives me this visual of being at the edge of a cliff 
no, I don't think I was at a cliff, but I was holding onto a rope, like playing mm-hmm. tug of war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just me. And Jesus is so patiently standing there next to me. And my hands are bleeding and they're just oozing and I'm just sweating and the pain. And I'm just like looking at him like, are you going to help me or what? You know, <laughs> and just like kind of, you can see the begging in my eyes. Uh-huh. And it's like, I mean, he just stood there and so lovingly said, let go. Mm. And, but I felt like if I let go, I was going to fall to my death. And it was like my first breaking real bottom point, my first of many to come, <laughs> my first bottom point of, of surrender of what it meant mm. to truly surrender to Jesus and let go. I was letting go of Ryan. I was letting go of my hopes and dreams. I was letting go of what I thought our marriage was. I was letting it go and just like, okay, I've got nothing left. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the beginning of the end yeah. for me. Because <laughs> you can't really surrender holding on to something so mm-hmm. tight. No. And that's that was his point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're not going to experience me or really heal until you let go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was really the undoing. I mean, through the next months, the undoing of me realizing I didn't trust God. And I, if I didn't trust God, I didn't believe his word. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe his word. I didn't have faith. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. I've been a, I thought I was a Christian my whole life, Mm -hmm. you know? And so him refining me and gently, not all at once, thank you, Jesus, but gently showing me these things, um, is what healed me in the long run. I mean, it was, it was a crazy journey. I don't want to get too far ahead. No, but that is like such a powerful picture of, I mean, I think for anybody that's, um, really wrestling with something in their life that how often are we striving for something thinking, I just need a little bit of God's help in this and then I can do it rather than like just letting him hold us. Let go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think about you during this time, Ryan, because I was kind of in a similar place and I'm thinking like this had to probably crush you, you know, you're trying to reach out to your, your wife and you're like, whatever, whatever the things that she was wanting, you're like now telling her in text messages or you're trying to like love her the way that you always knew how. And the response is like, not, you know, it's like, uh, it's denial almost. Mm -hmm. And it's probably some of the feelings and things that you were always trying to avoid from people. And now the one person who you were always able to get that from to a degree is now cutting you off. That had to crush you. Well, I, I do remember, um, I do remember starting to, um, journal, um, every, every night I was in, in the the home that we were renting and I was completely alone. And the only thing that was really left behind (laughs) was, uh, were pictures, any pictures that, that I was in, Mm. Um, <laughs> I stripped the house down. Actually, yeah, so she, I had she friends took, do it for me. Yeah, yeah they took, <laughs> took everything. They took like, if it was a picture of, you know, just our daughter or just, you know, whatever, but any, anything that I was in was left uh, behind picture wise and like all the furniture was gone. Like, I think there was one dining room chair. Uh, I, I might've had a mattress on the floor, but I mean, it was this not very nice house with just nothing in it. And, and so, but that became, 
that became like one of the most, I guess, painfully beautiful mm-hmm. places that I can remember being mm-hmm. in. Um, and so, you know, I, every, every evening and, and night I would sit down and start spending time with the Lord. And, um, I started, you know, just journaling more, slow myself down and, and talk to him. And at some point I was like, I need to start just telling Sarah the things that are true about her because, you know, I, I know that, that words of affirmation are a really big deal for her. It's not one of my natural things. And so I need to, I need to start doing the love languages, <laughs> right? Cause that's going to fix your marriage. <laughs> Speak your wife's love language. Sorry. <laughs> this is how he hears things. <laughs> that's how I hear things, especially, especially when people are in crisis. And then there's a, there's some brilliant counselor who's like, well, you need to learn your wife's love language and start speaking it. Oh, come on. You You're kidding me. Hemorrhaging there's right now. so much more that you've got. Anyway, there's a place for that. But that's there not, is. That's that's not, yeah, there is a place. It is a, it is, it is a good thing, but it's not going to fix your, your marriage. At least it wouldn't fix our marriage in, in, in our circumstance. So when I remember getting that text message back from her that was like, yeah, stop. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap. Um, but that was, that was a really good thing as well because... Um, it, it put me into a place where it was, it was like the Lord was telling each of us, Sarah, stop focusing on Ryan and Ryan, stop thinking about Sarah because you guys together got to where you are because of your relationship with me and, and, and that stuff. That's, that, that's what we need to work on. And so, I mean, the analogy that I always use is, you know, I, I, I picture it like a, a triangle. Um, and God basically took Ryan and Sarah and put them at the base, you know, at the two points that are on the bottom of a triangle and he separated us. And over time, as we were separated and we were focusing on our relationship with him, inevitably the God who he is, he is a God of reconciliation and that is his heart. Even if you have quote, biblical, um, grounds, grounds to yep. divorce or mm-hmm. leave. And that is still not his heart. Mm-hmm. That is not his desire. Yeah. So as we grew closer to him, he just inevitably drew us closer to, to one another. each other, to yeah. one another, because we became more like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because we did anything yep. great, but because he made us more like him. Yeah. And in drawing close to him, he, he, he makes all things new. And yeah. he's the, he's the creator who just reconciles even the most broken things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really, I think the, the end point picture of that whole six month separation. Um, but you know, for me really learning to be honest, be transparent and vulnerable, um, and then spending those times with the Lord, like you read about in Psalms or David saying things and you're like, really, dude, did you really do that kind of crazy wailing before the Lord thing? Mm-hmm. Well, those were times mm-hmm. where I had such freedom yeah. to be before the Lord in my misery and my shame and my guilt. Right. Um, and then to have him to be in a place where, where he just you know, lovingly scooped dirty old me onto his white clean lap Mm -hmm. and started just wiping all that away. And I remember a big thing for me going back. I mean, I told you the first time that my, my, uh, whenever I 
was introduced to you or like knew about you was this picture. And so I like, I've always had a, a high value, but I remember like when you talked to me on the phone shortly after, I think probably Sarah and Brianna talked, I remember you talking about some of those like emotions and I'm like, wait, this, this guy has emotions, you know, like I felt like that was one of the big things for me to realize, like it is okay, Mm. like Mm. to start feeling these feelings that I never felt before. And so, so even this person that you had an image of being what you were aspiring to be. Yeah. I guess that was good for me to like, it was probably better for me to see that coming from someone like you than somebody who I already saw as like, I'm not trying to say that they are, but I viewed at that time as being more weak, not Mm you know, uh, the image of strength. And so that was super like impactful for me and realizing like, I can feel these feelings before the Lord Mm -hmm. and he's not going to like say, you know, look at you, like you little coward, you know, or you little girl. That's what I got told a lot in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's, that was powerful to me. Mm -hmm. One of the things, uh, that now I can look back on that God does things with an eternal perspective, right? Cause Mm -hmm. he's like past, present, future, and always. And Mm -hmm. so for him, time is like this circular thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, he's, he can see it all. He knows it all Mm -hmm. where we, you know, are on this timeline. And when things are happening, we don't know why they're happening, but He'll Mm. give us the perspective sometimes if we hang in with him to be able to look back and go, Oh, that, that's what that was about. This is kind of what that was. So I think when, when, for me, when, when Sarah said, you know, backhand, you ain't texting me either, boy, kind of a thing. (laughs) Um, that was God's way of saying, all right, Ryan, I'm going to take you down this path and I'm going to try to teach you now that like talk is cheap and trust from your wife is going to be earned back with consistent action over time. Hmm. That's right. That was big. So shut up, stop talking, Mm -hmm. quit trying to talk your way out of it and do your talking with consistent action. And you're not going to be performing for her. You're going to be falling on your face before me every moment of every day in desperation, because you know that you need me period. And that was the hardest thing about recovery and continues to be is every moment. Like my Christian experience is not, I surrender my life to Jesus. I'm saved. And therefore I've surrendered to him for the rest of my life. <laughs> right? No, I, it, my, my, my salvation, I believe is secure in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but surrendering to him and continuing to surrender mm-hmm. him is a moment by moment deal. I can choose to live to myself and my flesh, or I can choose to die to myself and let the Holy Spirit do his thing through me as a empty vessel. Right. And later on, when, when we were back together, there was one point we were in the kitchen of our new home and something was going on where we were, uh, both Sarah and I were there and, and Sarah looked at me and said, you're, you're different. This is not, this is not like you. Hmm. And, uh, and all I could say in response was, well, it's not me. Hmm. (laughs) It's the Holy spirit through me. There was a point where he gave, he gave me very clearly, uh, he, he spoke to me very clearly saying, Ryan, you can never love Sarah in all the ways that she needs to be loved. 
Mm-hmm. You'll never be enough of a husband for her. Uh, you'll never be strong enough, good enough, you know, all those things. You'll never be enough for her. However, the God of the universe lives inside of you. And if you will step out of the way and allow him to live through you by surrendering to him, he will love your wife through you more perfectly and beautifully than you ever could try to do on your own. Mm -hmm. And that continues to be the challenge daily. And every moment is surrendering to him in all the different arenas of my life, of of our lives is in my relationship with her, with, with the kids, with the work that he's put before me to, to do, am I going to do it for my glory or, or am I going to humble myself before him and, uh, and allow him to use me? Right. And that has been, that point I think was a, a real, uh, monument or a monumental time where, where, where God said, okay, here's, we're going to start trying to work on changing the direction from, uh, glory and honor to self Mm -hmm. versus truly, you know, for the Lord, Mm -hmm. because it was very easily as an easy as an athlete, as a successful athlete to, you know, uh, on a stand before a a platform of, uh, aspiring, uh, Christian kids and even parents that uh, thought we were awesome and to talk about, you know, how God's everything and, you know, I love it. And that, that's all good stuff, right? That's all good stuff. But really for me, it was, it, it, these people were looking at me and saying, man, just the fact that he's as awesome as he is, but then he's like saying that God is so great and that's all because of him. Oh, that makes him just so much more awesome. Like that's in my mind what was playing yeah. through. Right. So <laughs> all that to say, I mean, it's been this theme of like humility and all for Jesus. Yeah. Well, and I think in that time of us both being alone, literally stripped of distractions. I mean, we could still choose. We mm-hmm. still have the choice to be distracted. Like I could have chosen to binge watch TV shows. I could have, you know, I could have yeah. gotten busy with anything else, right. but I, I did desperately want Jesus and I did want our marriage to work, but I could no longer think about it. I couldn't pray about it. I had to just focus on the Lord and really learn what it was to be intimate with him mm-hmm. in my alone time. And I, I think I can speak for you on this and that you, you had to learn the same thing. So, and I think in that process of us being alone, it wasn't just Bible study time. It was like true abiding, mm-hmm. calling out me personally, arguing with the Lord often, like f- wrestling through things. I remember when, um, I mean, just Russell and through the Lord, just helping me realize how I had this massive fear of failure. I mean, I was so performance driven and wanted to do everything perfect. And, you know, my worth just so came from my performance and how I looked and how I did things. And clearly by Ryan's actions, I'm failing, right? It's me. And so the Lord showing me like just how caught up I had been on the fear of failure, um, Russell, you know, had a word from the Lord and just said, you know, God has a name for you, but you know, you know, let's just pray and let's pray about it. And Steve was in the room and I remember, I remember Russell praying and I remember in the prayer, God giving me a visual 
of me acting like a little five-year-old. And I it's like I was sitting crisscross applesauce on the ground with my arms over my chest, just, just mad, whatever, just throwing a little tantrum. And I felt Jesus walking around me and so kindly saying, I have a name for you, but I'm, I'm not, I can't give it to you yet because you're not going to believe me. You're so set in your ways that I'm not going to give it to you yet. And that was kind of like the beginning of another layer of undoing for me because Steve at, in that meeting said, I believe the Lord told me what that name was, but I'm just going to write it down right here and I'm not going to say anything. And I left that meeting just mad, just (laughs) mad at God, mad at life. Just, and if I didn't have my fear of failure and I didn't have my performance, because Russell helped me see, he's like, he's like, well, what's more powerful? Like fail, like fear of failure, fear or God? I was like, that's a dumb question. It's God. He's like, oh, okay. Well, let's talk about all the decisions you've made based on fear of failure. What's more powerful in your life? And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, crap. I didn't even realize how many choices I made to avoid failure, to avoid that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so that was the undoing of me realizing how I didn't believe God. I didn't Mm -hmm. trust Him. And, And so he's like, well, just pray and ask the Lord to give you the name for you. This is where, you know, the, all the truths of like, I am God's child. Mm-hmm. Um, I am made perfectly in his image. All these things that I've heard my whole life, mm-hmm. I did not believe really. Mm-hmm. And I remember just daily as I was praying and intimate with him and it's just like, okay, Lord, and just, you know, tell me the name you have for me at some point. I mean, just really. Because I have to go back to counseling and I need yeah, to get grade. <laughs> it, was, it was like checking it off. I was so um, mm-hmm. stubborn. You know, and I was mm-hmm. just battling that ex- identity, everything. It was being stripped of me. Like you mm-hmm. just, you just wrecked me, Russell. Like it was really God, mm-hmm. but you just revealed this ugliness about me. Who am I without that fear of failure? Mm. My whole life's been derived based on that. Who am I? Like, what's the purpose of life? I mean, I think I even went into a funk because there was a time, this was months into it. I mean, even Ryan looked at me and was like, are you okay? Like something's not right with you. I mean, I was like kind of in a depression, like a funk, mm-hmm. like every, my whole world that I had built up is falling and crashing down. So as I was praying, I think it was two weeks and I was vacuuming and I felt the Lord just, it was like, boom, just gave me the name. And I stopped and I went, ha, 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 ha. that's ridiculous. Okay. Give me the real name at some point. It was really like, I got nothing for two weeks uh-huh. and then just it's clear as day gave it to me and I laughed at it. I was like, that's dumb. I mean, just, uh, I just get so mad at myself when I look back and just think of how I treated the Holy Spirit and his word and his truth and how little Interesting faith. Interesting that your word, your name is Sarah. I remember another Sarah laughing at God. We didn't name our son Isaac. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> and so it's funny because then after like another two weeks of denying it, I finally was like, okay, fine, God. This is, and this is how I talk to God, you guys. It's mm-hmm. very, whatever. It's very real. It's like, okay, God, if that's the name, then you're going to have to help me believe it because mm-hmm. I sure as heck don't mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And then it was probably like two months. So when we talk about processing with the Lord, mm-hmm. it is not a rapid process. Right. Like, right. this was like a two month process. I mean, everything that the God worked in me took a long time mm-hmm. um, because I think there's a point where there's a, an awareness. And a realization, a wow, but then the change or the belief may not happen, you know, for some time. Right. And uh, 
And I remember one day, it was like two months after that appointment, and I was sitting with Russell. Steve wasn't there. He's on vacation. And just as a matter of fact, oh yeah, Russell, God gave me the name and I believe it. It like changed my life. Like the moment, the day I woke up believing the name he had for me without a doubt changed everything for me after that. And my perspective, my belief, my trust, my faith, it all Mm -hmm. tied together. And I knew it. I knew he loved me. I knew he was enough no matter what. If our marriage didn't work, if something tragic happened to one of us, is it going to be awful? Yes. But I know God is enough no matter what. I believed it now. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting in there and I was just like, yeah, Russell, he gave me the name. Oh, he did. Well, what's the name? And I was like, well, it's magnificent. It's great. I believe it. Like it was, it was, it is what it is. He's like, oh, that's interesting. He's like, I'll be right back. And he goes into Steve's office, pulls out my file, hands me the paper and it's mag- the word magnificent and underlined like two <laughs> no or three way. times. I was it like, mean chills. that's cool. I mean, it was just <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. You know, because he had taken me there. He'd brought me there. It was not a surprise to me at that point, but it was just confirming. So why was that word so impactful? Why did... Ooh. um, Probably because I thought I was so worthless. Mm. I thought I was so purposeless without my works or image or strength or ability to do... And I still, I mean, that's something I still struggle with to today is having, mm-hmm. you know, that God is enough. Like, I don't have to be doing all these things to demonstrate my purpose in life. Like, I think even in moving towards being more of a full-time stay-at-home mom has been one of the hardest things for me because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're asked, oh, what do you do? I'm a stay-at-home mom. Like, it's nothing cool. It's not something, oh, I do this, 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 and I do the strength training, and I train these athletes, and bada, bada, bada. Aren't you impressed? Aren't you impressed? I mean, it's about me. You could add magnificent before stay-at-home mom. (laughs) Magnificent. Okay. (laughs) Speaking of, one of the times I remember this vividly, we were working on reconciling. We weren't living together yet, but he would come over. This one time he came over to watch... A movie, and we watched. Sorry, we watched the last um, Narnia. Yeah, it's with the cousin. Ooh, and we sat. We sat on different couches. By the way, <laughs> I was so codependent, you guys, that night. I still remember. Anyways, I was just obsessed with what he was thinking and what he was doing and how was he sitting? Is he saying something to me? By the way, he's sitting. I mean, it was <laughs> sickening, you guys. It was disgusting. <laughs> It, it was disgusting. I don't remember it. No, because it was disgusting. all in my head at that time. And um, but we're watching this movie, and the opening scene. If you remember the open, not the opening scene, the opening scene of them on the ship in the water, mm-hmm. and they are introduced not by their first name. Oh yeah. Or yeah. it was like so and so the valiant, so and so whatever. And I just lost it. And Ryan's kind of looking at me. I was just crying the whole movie crying like and then at the end when the cousin is asked what was it like being changed back Hmm. into a human and he said i need to go back and look at it but it was like it was really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it hurt but it was worth it Hmm. and i was just just crying and he's like (laughs) are you okay (laughs) yes i'm okay you know because it just i feel like the lord was just speaking to me Mm -hmm. through all of that and what we were going through and it also was at that point where I was so aware of my internal battle with codependency that I felt like once he left, I just was like, I cried out to God and was like, I am so sick. This is disgusting. I am done. I don't want to live like this. 
he doesn't want to live with somebody like this. Like, I don't want to live with myself. Like, mm-hmm. you need to really take this away from me. And he, my tendencies are always there. Of course. Always. Yeah. You know, I have a choice. I can either act out of codependency mm-hmm. or I can act out of truth. And mm-hmm. right. so anyways, that was kind of a tangent on there, but... I love that story. So, spoiler alert! Obviously, you guys are still together. So, six months. It'll that... be a decade. January first. So, f- we've been married fifteen since, years. Yeah, yeah de- ten years. Yeah, since. so we're ten years down the road. Yeah. Um, let me ask you guys: What are a couple things, and how you guys relate to each other? Um, and like. In regards to intimacy, what looks different now than it did ten years ago? We'll just edit out this long pause. People I can tell like, you, sex is better uh, than is it ever was. was. <laughs> better than the honeymoon? Oh, oh man, gosh! I, you know, so many times. So it did suck. <laughs> they were right <laughs> from a fifteen-year perspective. <laughs> But first of all, I will say, like, I think that's amazing that the Lord does that. That, first of all, that yeah. it can get better. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's a good thing. I never I think that's so better. Check this out. Like, if we're talking about, like, sex being better, um, like, <laughs> I mean, within, right even within the I'm last... I'm going to have to add the mature thing on this uh, podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the highly mature. Explicit. That's what I mean. So, it's been just, even with the last several weeks... Um, that, I mean, we've talked and said, I, I just can't believe, I think I said at one point, like, I can't believe like, yes, we looked like Greek gods back then. (laughs) Bodies chiseled and, you know, (laughs) rippling with muscle. But, uh, (laughs) this is all good fun. (laughs) And, And now not so much, maybe at least for me anyway. Um, but that it can be, that it can be that much better. And, and, you know, I'd always heard my, my dad say, son, you know, the longer you're with your wife, you know, the the better the sex gets. And I'd be like, dad, that's disgusting. Like, I don't want to think about you and mom, you know, but, uh, it was like for the first time, even in the last few weeks, I was like, Oh yeah, this is what dad was talking about. You know, Uh kind of funny. Uh Um, Anyway, well, I think, okay. So from the beginning, when Ryan was talking about the triangle, I think God set up a foundation for our marriage as far as like the intimacy. Each of us needs that intimacy with Jesus before each other. And that has to stay priority right. for the marriage to work. And, mm-hmm. and we have had people yeah. ask us over the years, like, what is different? Why did it work for you guys? And it's like, well, one, like we just realized early on and by the Holy Spirit leading, not, we didn't realize what we needed. God was guiding us, but like we each had to abide in Jesus. I didn't go to Jesus through Ryan and Ryan didn't go to Jesus through me. Like Mm -hmm. we each had our individual relationship with him because of that. God redeemed it and was able to bring us back together because our eyes, especially my eyes were still fixed on Jesus, despite what was going on with Ryan and his healing journey. Cause even as we reconciled and we came back together, we were still healing. We are now learning how to be married and relational with each other in a healthier version. And we often failed at that. And, and fortunately with counseling with Russell, I mean, he helped us realize like, is it okay to fail at this? 
oh yeah, I guess it is like, we're not going to do it perfectly. And that's where grace comes in and, and Ryan learning more about me and my codependency and me sharing that with him and, and vice versa, him sharing with me then. And then we can love each other through our ugliness. I mean, there was times I didn't handle things well. And through the Holy Spirit, he would call me out on it and say, you know what, babe, I know you love me and I know you don't intend this, but the way you just said that hurt me and it makes me feel this, this, that, you know, like, so that's where that, that new journey and that redeeming of the marriage come, moves forward, I think. So for us, keeping Jesus first, even early on, like I would tell Ryan, I'm like, you stepping away from like us, like me, if we're sitting and watching a movie and he's like, you know what? No, I just need to go be with Jesus in our room. That's hot. You just, you just, you're fighting for our family by leaving me and going to be with Jesus. Heck yeah. Like, so that mm-hmm. was the difference for us is, is giving each other freedom. Like if you need to like have an hour or two by yourself with the Lord, please go. Like mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. that's what's work. That's why this is working right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else has made a huge difference? I mean, staying in communication and connecting has been huge. And that does take a lot of effort. It is very easy for me, if we think about the quadrant that Russell has talked about mm-hmm. with, was it partnership, communication, sex, and fun? fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very easily that partnership gets massive, especially for me. I'm really good at holding a schedule, <laughs> being timely, getting things done. Um, and then the fun, sex, and communication go down. But I'd say probably the last, I mean, especially with you moving out of nights. I mean, all of those are probably a lot more balanced. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, um, you know, communication has been, uh, not just better, but, but, um, communication has been done with a little bit more maybe insight from the Holy Spirit as we're, um, getting to know each other better, uh, and, and learning to allow him to lead that, man, he, he can do some crazy supernatural stuff through, you know, regular old me, (laughs) you know? Um, but I just have to, you know, listen, follow, get out of the way and let him do it. So what, what are some qualities that you admire about Ryan now as you've seen him mature in the Lord? What are some qualities that you admire and see that have changed? I don't think we have time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> These Boost are my that ego. I, I, I know he does like just plug your ears, dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say what he started with, um, and just the Lord being clear to him that action speaks more than words, and I think he's consistently shown that. Um, and it's his pursuit of Jesus makes me feel loved, mm-hmm. um, and so just his desire to truly continue to continue his desire for God to continually mold him into what he's designed him for to humble himself before him. And again, it's, we're not perfect at it, but his pursuit of the Lord daily, you know, in the morning alone, how he gets to, be a vessel to our family, like with the Holy Spirit, just how he's talked to our kids and he's just an incredible father. And I feel like 
I just get to be so blessed to be on the side of just watching it, you know, and how God has spoken through him, through our kids, the stories I get to hear from work and just how God has used him to minister to a patient. Um, and his fight, I think through all that, it's fighting for, for me, for our family, his fight to continue with connection with some men in his life, which is hard to do. Like Mm -hmm. we want to come chill after work. We want to just be lazy and and hang out and, and, and we're due for it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not unjustified. Mm -hmm. Um, so he has been only just consistent and, and taking the risks with me and being vulnerable has only encouraged me to take risks with him. Um, and Russell's has helped us early on see that it's such a lie to think, well, gosh, if I really share this with my spouse, like they are, that's it. Like they're going to pull the plug. Mm-hmm. And that is so Satan. And that is exactly what he wants us to believe so that we isolate even in our own home, you know, from our spouse. And, um, but to really take risks with each other is probably the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, continually sharing what's scary with our spouse. Like, what do I not like that you do? Or, Mm -hmm. um, I, I have this fear in my mind or, um, I'm trying to think of some other things, but it has only encouraged me to share my own struggles and stuff with my spouse. And we're supposed to be best friends, you know, even I think over the last several years, Ryan pursued me more on that side of just, we are fantastic together, but there's a lot you don't know about me and I want you to know, mm-hmm. and I want to know about you and we're supposed to be like best friends, you know? And, and, uh, I think I had adapted quite a bit with him working nights and just grind and do the schedule. And so even since then, I think we've pursued each other, um, keeping Jesus first and sharing something uncomfortable about ourselves with our spouse. What about for you, Ryan, what are some qualities or a quality that you've seen either Sarah grow in or something that you admire now that maybe has changed? So one of the things that I really appreciate about Sarah is Michael, I was going to say that something that you and I are both, I think very, very fortunate. Uh, You've probably sat with many different men and or couples that have struggled in the sexual realm, um, over the, you know, several past several years. Um, but one of the things that I think we share is that we have wives that were willing, at least at some point to say, all right, God, even though my husband's super jacked up and he did all this ridiculous stuff, you have something for me and I've got my own stuff that I need to work on. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, having a wife, that was willing to get away from all those other women that I've seen or not seen, but I've heard of from their husbands that cannot let go of the fact that they X, Y, Z. Right. And because of that, from, from all I can tell their marriage cannot progress. The, the men can do all, all the counseling and all the work and the Lord can be doing amazing things in them, but their wives remain stunted in their growth because they're fixated on 10 years ago when I walked out in the living room and I found you on that computer and that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the God's honest truth. I'm not making that up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I sat and watched those guys and was like, Oh my gosh, I am so fortunate to have a wife 
that was willing to submit to the Lord and deal with her stuff and let go of me and stop choking the life out of me with the control thing uh, and relinquish me to God and then to see how much he's given back to both of us Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. a result of her willingness. Because it takes takes two, right? Mm -hmm. It it takes our willingness to surrender. Um, But oftentimes I've sat with men, you know, who who have wives that have dug their heels uh, in the ground and drawn a line and say, absolutely not. You know, it's all you, it's all on you, big guy. And that, that just, I'm, I'm very Mm -hmm. blessed. I, I love just the fact that Sarah has been willing to, since, you know, we started dating and she had aspirations to be a chiropractor and had all the plans <laughs> laid out. She's been willing to like change and flex and rebound and do all this crazy stuff. Um, I don't know to accommodate, I guess. I, I don't know if I would say it's God's plan or just the ebbs and flows and the different waves of life that come crashing around mm-hmm. and, and change what our normal is. Um, I'd say it's the Holy Spirit because right. God knows what I <clears throat> struggle with. <laughs> yeah. But, but you've, you've been, you've allowed yourself to be a vessel through mm-hmm. which the Holy Spirit can do that through you. Cause it, you know, it, it isn't about us. It's nothing about what, what we can do. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about the, our, our story and uh, stories like ours, you know, like you guys is that, you know, where once we believed inside somewhere hidden, even though we would never let it out that, you know, we, we really were pretty darn good that we had a few things on lockdown that we were pretty proficient. Mm-hmm. And then we have a culture you know, the good old bootstraps that, you know, we praise the people who can be self-starters and, and self-sufficient and not rely on anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, those are, those are, those are qualities that are contrary um, to, that are contrary mm-hmm. to what, yeah. to the, the, the foundation of our spiritual walk with Christ. Um, but to, to have a wife that's, that's been willing to, to do that has been pretty incredible. Um <clears throat> I think it is because I think it really, I mean, going back to your culture thing, a lot of recovery aspect, um, I think the world tells us like, this is just the man's problem, which now let me say like the area of the, the sexual struggle and addiction and trying to work through that. I mean, that that's not the woman's fault for him wrestling right. through that. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is that the world says like, they're the ones who need to get fixed. You're fine. Like they just need to get fixed. And I think it's, it just is, is the really honestly, just like the gospel and the Lord saying like, everyone's broken, Yeah, but it's hard when the focus and the person who's really made a mess of the marriage, you know, it's hard to, to um, basically turn the focus inward. Well, both almost. I, both I think take if I was the blame, on the other end, that's not I don't really know, the right thing you know? to say. But I, I think it's interesting. As I feel like I've just seen, we take the two lies that the culture tells us, which I see that they're identifying a real problem. So hmm. they, they, we hear the bootstrap me- message of, "Well, you just yep. work harder, try harder." Yep. Or. I think what the women are hearing, especially in this culture, is 
You don't need change. Just do what makes you happy. Right. Like you're enough, right? Is yes. how you are. Yes. And 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 so I think what the culture has identified some things like, oh, you're you're broken. Don't so quit trying so hard. Like you can't you can't fix it on your own. And then they just say, so just stay there. And the Holy Spirit is saying, you can't fix it on your own. You're broken. Yeah. Come to me. <laughs> but then also the Holy Spirit is calling us to action to trust him, to work really hard to obey him. Like there is a part of like, it's not a bootstrap message. It's a, it's a hard work in surrendering and there's a lot of effort there. So it's, I find it interesting that the, the culture identifies our issues. They just have the wrong solution for us. Well, it becomes, I don't, uh, Worship of thyself. Exactly. Whether it's individuality I'm harder, harder yes. or I'm, I'm just loving myself the way Worship I Worship yourself more, mm-hmm. you'll find satisfaction mm-hmm. and you'll fix things that way, mm-hmm. which is never the truth. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. one is saying like the feelings you have, the whatever you can indulge in, whatever it is to make yep. you feel mm-hmm. whatever you feel like you should feel. Yep. And it just, it reminds me of like what you're saying, what the Lord had told you and about being magnificent. Mm-hmm. Like on one end... It's like God is telling you, you are this, you know, and um, the world takes a piece of that, like what you're saying, mm-hmm. and distorts it, Absolutely. just like the enemy, right? Absolutely. To like, yeah. You know, Very and sly. so we may only hold on to one piece where we're like, yeah, I am magnificent and right. I get to do what I want. Right. I'm justified. Yeah. And that's Isn't God that. lucky to have me? Right. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And I know even, I remember still early on, we were at a friend's get together and he walked in the room and I was, I was at a table with all women sharing what I was going through. I was very open about it for Mm -hmm. the most part. And Ryan walks in, he's like, Oh, Hey everybody. Obviously (laughs) Sarah's sharing every, all the crap about me and mine and my really good friend. She leans over. She's like, Oh no, she's just sharing with us what a douchebag she is actually. (laughs) And I was like, well, good. I'm glad you understand that and that God is getting the glory. And I think that's the whole, I mean, I can look back and go, I would never change anything. I would never go back and erase it. I am not the same woman I was before all this came out. He is not the same man Mm -hmm. he was. And if I hadn't sought God, he would have been changing and I still would have been the ugly self that I was. Mm -hmm. And through Ryan's sin, God showed me my own sin Mm -hmm. that I was so blind to Mm -hmm. and so self-righteous about that I didn't even know was there. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure I got that out. Well, you guys, thank you for coming on and being willing to share your story. Um, Honestly, like it has like it has ripple effects, you know, Mm -hmm. if it was just for you guys and for you guys to become healthier, like that's worth it. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, it's had ripple effects and it's helped change and influence a lot of other couples lives, you know, Mm -hmm. ours included. And so just thank you guys for being willing to do this. And it's not easy. It's it's hard work (laughs) and we just appreciate you guys. Yeah. All glory to mm-hmm. to the Lord. I love moments when, which we don't see everything this side of heaven, but that through all the pain that's been walked through, like there's purpose in our pain and that God doesn't, God doesn't, it's his hand that wound. He, mm-hmm. it, in um, Job, it talks about, it's your hand that inflicts pain, but your hand also binds up. Mm-hmm. 
And I just think of like seeing some of the purpose of like what he's done to wound for this, for his sake, for his namesake is, I love that he sometimes lets us see little glimpses this side of heaven, Mm -hmm. even though it's not even the full picture. Absolutely. I mean, like that verse, sorry, just to mm-hmm. throw this in there, you can edit it out. Um, God has a purpose for you. See, I can't even think of it right now. You know, in the Old Testament. You oh, know, Jeremiah. Yes, the Jeremiah 11. one. And mm-hmm. I remember early on looking at that, it's totally a prosperity mentality of like, oh, everything's going to work yeah. out for yeah. the good, uh, circumstantially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it's about at all. And realizing it's about the soul, it's about eternal. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. this whole journey has been about, obviously, my wrecked soul and needing Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. So good. Amen. Thank you guys. Mm